Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me today. I hope your Christmas went well, and hopefully you get some vacation time. We, we need vacation. I know I do. And so I'm looking forward to this time of year. I love this time of year. And, and we're talking really about boundaries. Because usually when it comes to va- vacation and holiday times, we spend a lot of time with family. And many times that can be kind of stressful, conflictual. There can be hurt feelings. There can be things that that we thought put to rest, get stirred up again. And so I think if we talked a little bit about what we can do when we are spending time with family, how we can, a couple of little tips that can make that time a lot better. So the holidays, they don't have to be insufferable. And you can bring some joy back from childhood as long as you remember to act like an adult. This is what's most important. And, and this, it's hard sometimes when we get around our family to not revert back to those childhood dynamics. And, and this, this is very common, and especially if we feel threatened, misunderstood, misperceived, or if, if people are going back to old family roles that might have been very hurtful while we were growing up, or if we're not respecting the fact that people are adults or if they're not acting like adults. So stressful events trigger that fight, flight, or freeze part of our brain. That's the amygdala. And that's that. It's a, the amygdala is a set of small almond-shaped clusters of nuclei, nuclei. And it's near the base of your brain. And it's most active when you're experiencing fear or aggression. And so anxiety and panic this is, this is or, or angry outbursts can, can occur when we have an environmental and emotional stressors. So as a child, you have to remember, you didn't have control over a lot of events in your life. The beauty is now you do. So when we're dealing with troubled relationships, this is knowing that you have three choices. Because you don't have to live with family, right? You get to choose as an adult who you live with. There, you, there are three things, three choices when you're dealing with trouble, any kind of troubled relationship or difficult people. And that is you can either maintain the status quo, you don't do anything different. You can just say, it's a moot point. I know this is the way that this goes. I'm not going to take this personally. But I'm not going to address it because... It's, it's futile. And there are some people that addressing and confronting makes things more complicated. So the other thing that, that occurs many times that people do is they try to change someone instead of accepting who they know the person to be. Or they try to change themselves. 
So sometimes when we go into family situations, we turn ourselves into somebody else. We're not really feeling safe enough to be ourselves. So we change ourselves in order to either have less conflict, gain approval, feel the love that maybe we didn't get when we were growing up. So here's what we want to think about. Instead of those things, instead of being passive or really trying to change the other person or turning yourself into someone you're not, let's, let's do a couple of things as we go into family events. First, we're going to plan ahead. So knowing you're in for a psychological arm wrestle, right, can protect you from having unrealistic expectations. Like, well, this time things will be different. We really want to use experience as a guide. So make a mental list of three events that are likely to occur. Things like, well, we know that Uncle Joe will drink four bottles of wine. Or Grandma's going to comment on my weight. Or Dad will stonewall all of us. Or Brother will uh, commandeer the entire conversation. So these things that, that we have history, this is what we want to say to ourselves. I'm going to plan ahead, and I'm going to already accept this and not try to change this. Because you can leave at any time. Part of having good boundaries is not being afraid of other people's feelings. So one of the, the planning ahead may be, I have to plan ahead for the fact that I'm probably not going to make everybody happy. And I need to be able to accept the fact that if I choose to leave early and someone gets mad at me, that I can tolerate that. Because remember, when we talk about adults, because we want to go to these events as an adult, adults can tolerate negative feelings. So I don't have to try to change you so that I'm okay. So know your triggers. Think these things, you know, people, smells, sights, sounds, a tone of voice, foods, alcohol, emotional intensity. What are the things that are more difficult for you to manage that you know is going to be at the event? Identify what triggers and thoughts will increase your anger. Things like, I'm always stuck watching the kids because I'm the childless daughter. Things like mom never holds cousin Rob accountable for his behavior. Or nobody's ever interested in what's going on in my life. So you, you know, you can fill in the blanks of what you know is a trigger that usually occurs when you are around your family. So that you can plan for that. So that when you see it coming, you go, you know, I've already anticipated this. I'm going to relax my body. I am not going to react. I'm going to practice a really good boundary so that I'm not letting it under my skin. Because I know that this is what happens. And I can accept it. This is my family. And I can accept. Now, if it gets to the place where there's out-of-control behavior... You don't have to accept that because you can leave. That's the nice thing about being an adult is that we do have choices. And then you want to list some coping strategies. 
you know, if you start to, to get triggered with anger or hurt, you can say, I can excuse myself. I can take a walk. I can go to the restroom and do deep breathing. I can practice Bible verses and tell myself Bible verses. I can go and I can pray. I can, I can ask God to help me with forgiveness. I can remind myself to really stay present and remind myself that this is not my, my entire life. This is a short period of time, and I'm honoring my family by, by participating, even if it's uncomfortable and sometimes painful. And I'm going to notice what's different. What's, what's different around family? Maybe old wounds get opened and we revert back to childhood and we use those childhood coping patterns. And you start to find that, wow, I'm getting over-emotional or I'm, I'm having a hard time with, with boundaries in terms of what I'm saying. I'm getting pulled into something. And this is where we want to really relax our bodies, take a deep breath. And even if we don't physically move away, psychologically, emotionally, we can take a step back. And we can remind ourselves this is temporary. And it's finite. And I, I tell people, many of my clients, and God gave me this great little coping strategy when I'm with around difficult people. And it's called the ignore delete button. And there are things that I simply cannot change. And so many things, because I'm not trying to have deep intimacy, I'm being social, I ignore many things. I ignore things and I delete them. Because if I don't, it changes my internal world. My behavior changes. My attitude changes. I end up being the person that, that I don't want to be. And then I may get even more angry and resentful because I don't like who I am in that situation. So these are some, just some kind of different coping strategies. And you can, I know you can think of some yourself, but you really want to go in prepared. So let's talk about setting boundaries. So when we decide to set a limit with someone, we do it clearly without anger. That doesn't mean there may not be mild irritation, but you want to really try to not set a boundary in anger. And you want to use as few words as possible. Like I talked about yesterday, asking someone to back up a step and saying, you know, I need a little bit more personal space than you're affording me. So I really appreciate it if you just back up just a little. And I can say that without being angry. Because if I say it with anger, then I'm not going to be as well respected. So... We have to remember, too, that we can't set a boundary and take care of another person's feelings at the same time. So I have to be willing to recognize they may have some negative feelings when I set the boundary. And I need to be able to tolerate that. So I can't take care of your feelings and hope that you don't get your feelings hurt or you don't get upset or whatever that is, and, and set the boundary at the same time. Because generally, if I have to set a boundary, that's part of the problem. So knowing that it may be uncomfortable, 
but that I'm being responsible for my own life so that I can be the person God has called me to be. If you feel angry, even raging, if you're complaining, whining about someone or something, that usually means there's a boundary that needs to be set somewhere. Things we say we cannot stand may be areas that are screaming for boundaries. And so if we, if we are wanting to truly have intimacy with someone, we need to know how to set boundaries. If I'm not trying to have intimacy with someone, then it may be a very temporary interaction. I may not need to take the time to set the boundary. Because boundaries are, are intended to help with protection. So they protect me and they protect you. And depending on the level of intimacy I'm having with someone has everything to do with how tight the boundaries are. The tighter the boundaries, the deeper the intimacy. And then really re recognize you're going to be tested when you set a boundary and plan on it. Because it doesn't do any good to set a boundary until we're really ready to enforce it. And the key is not convincing others that you have limits. It's convincing yourself. See, when I set a boundary, I'm not trying to get that other person to buy into it. I'm just simply setting the boundary. And this, is, this makes it difficult many times because it can be quite intimidating if someone doesn't want to respect the boundary. But the reason that setting boundaries is so helpful is it helps me to see how safe the other person is. If I set a boundary and it's respected by that person, that's a safer, more trustworthy person and someone I can probably have deeper intimacy with. So boundaries reveal a person's emotional health. So we need to also recognize that we'll set a boundary when we're ready and we can't do it a minute sooner. We're going to do it in our own time because it's connected to our growth, not to someone else's growth necessarily, unless they want to grow through that process. But it's okay if you know that there's a boundary that needs to be set, but you're not ready to do it. That's part of respecting yourself and, and making sure that you're not setting a boundary before you can actually truly keep it enforced. So when we're looking at boundary setting, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about human rights, and we've talked some about this before, but this is a helpful way to know this is, this is part of boundary setting as well. So let's look at some human rights. Well, the right to make a mistake and to be Im imperfect. That, that, that's a human right. So when someone is requiring that you're perfect, that's the boundary that says, no, I don't have to accept that. I cannot be perfect for you. I can just be the best version of me, and I will make mistakes. I have the right to refuse a request without having to feel guilty or selfish. Now, always remember that if I'm refusing a request and I'm doing it politely as an adult and they don't respond well, well, then that's on them. That's not on me. But if I'm refusing um, any kind of a request and I'm doing it in an impolite, angry, or aggressive manner or offended manner, 
then that's not really setting a boundary. That's just dysfunction. So I have the right to judge my own behavior and to take responsibility for my own actions. Because truly, if I'm an adult, I'm the, I, I'm the manager of me. I have the right to offer no reason or excuses for justifying my behavior. Now, th truly, this is not about I have the right to do bad behavior, right? It's really more about I don't have to justify and give excuses for why I decided to leave the dinner earlier. If I want to give explanation, I can, I'm very, I, I can do that. But I don't have to. I have the right to change my mind. And this is a really important one for a lot of us that may struggle with codependency. You know, we may have agreed to something too quickly. And then we're now trying to backpedal. Now we feel bad. We feel guilty. We already said that we'd do it. One of the ways that we do this, I can say to the person, you know, I, I answered too quickly. Uh, and I'm really not going to be able to do it. And so I, I just needed to let you know that I'm not going to be able to go to the dinner or I'm not going to be able to go out with you that evening. I'm not going to be able to loan you that money. I should not have answered that quickly. I should have given myself time to really think about it. So I committed too quickly. And I can, I can certainly apologize for that if I, if I want to do that. But it's okay if I change my mind. And the nice thing about allowing yourself to change your mind is that it, if you practice it regularly, it helps you then to not answer too quickly. And you will be more confident about the things you commit to. So I also have the right to feel and express feelings, including anger, as long as I'm not violating another's rights. And this is one of those things where we talked earlier, you don't have to um, justify. So I have the right to feel what I feel. I don't have to justify it. I might want to explain it because many times when we are wanting deeper intimacy with people, explanations are very helpful. But we feel what we feel. And if we could choose our feelings, I know I'd be happy all the time if I could choose what I feel. So I can't choose my feelings, but I can choose my actions that correspond to the feeling. And I can, I can manage my own thoughts that may help that feeling to either grow if it's positive or to diminish if it's negative. I, I have the right to be competitive and to achieve. And I don't have to make excuses for that and feel guilty about that. I have the right to, to be ambitious. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's a character issue. So I have the right to want to aspire, to achieve, and to succeed. This is a really important one. We have the right to enjoy rest and leisure. We have a right to enjoy rest and leisure. I mean, sadly, God put that into the way he created the world. And, and when I say sadly, he did this wonderful thing by giving a Sabbath, and we don't take advantage of it. And we end up being exhausted and burned out. Then we get resentful. Our relationships suffer. 
So we don't ever want to feel guilty that we're enjoying leisure and rest. You have the right to have your needs considered as important as someone else's. You need what you need. I say this to clients frequently. They feel guilty about what they need. And I said, you know, you need what you need. And it doesn't necessarily have to make sense to everyone, but it does need to be respected. So you have the right to arrange your own priorities. As an adult, you have the right to prioritize your life and what's important to you. And this is, this is many times when we're in relationships with very dysfunctional people. They question that. Uh, they might want to guilt us because they want their priorities to be your priorities. So you have the right to arrange your priorities. And always remember, we're doing this respectfully. We're not doing this aggressively or selfishly. You have the right to have your opinions respected. And this is really important. And part of boundary setting with this is you can say to someone, you know, I, I appreciate that you do not share my same opinion, but it does need to be respected. I'm respecting your opinion. Even though I don't agree with it, you need to respect mine. And you don't have to apologize for having a difference of an opinion. You have the right to be independent. And you can choose your level of independency. So say you're a single person and you like being a single person. You have a right to be independent in that manner and you don't have to explain that and justify that to anyone. You have the right to say, I don't know and I don't care. And that's not, we don't say that in an impolite manner. But you have the right to say, hey, I, I don't know. And, or, I really don't care. It doesn't really make any difference to me. You have the right to get what you pay for. This is a really important one because many of us are intimidated. And, and we, don't, we have a difficult time standing up for that right. We have the right to ask information from professionals. This is really important as, as adults in taking care of ourselves. That we need not be intimidated by professionals. That that's what we're going to them for is some particular service. So we have the right to ask for information. We have the right to decide when we want to be assertive. I don't have to be assertive all the time. And the last one here, we have the right not to be responsible for other people's attitudes and feelings. So I hope this was helpful as we go into these this week, two weeks of lots of family, lots of events, that you really can put into practice these boundaries and enjoy your time with people much more, and they will enjoy you better as well. So thank you again for joining me, and listen for the rest of the week. We have some really good things that are coming up the rest of this week. Make sure you um, check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots of things there, books, and hopefully in the new year, my new book will be out. So I'm very excited about that, and I'll tell you about that later. So thank you again. 
Have a great rest of the day and God bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.